The Blockhash Podcast is also brought to you by Viva Digital. Viva Digital has a team of experts that can solve the technological problems of your computer. They can also offer the best advice to carry out those computer projects that you have planned. They are located in beautiful Medellin, Colombia in Monterey Mall. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at vivadigital.com.co and don't miss any promotion. The Blockash Podcast is also brought to you by the Liberland Aid Foundation. The Liberland Aid Foundation is the humanitarian arm of the Free Republic of Liberland, whose philosophies of freedom, volunteerism, and charity communicate to the international community the compassion that Liberland has for the world. The Liberland Aid Foundation is a U.S.-registered 501c3. All donations made are tax-deductible. To learn more, go visit liberlandfoundation.org. All of the awesome audio and beats on the Blockhouse podcast are brought to you by my good friend Tiger at It's Tiger Music. So go check out It's Tiger on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. What's up, guys? It is Wednesday, November 4th. This week on the podcast, I have Peter Saddington, who is the co-founder of Emirates. Emirate is helping out the Helium Network by providing a cool spot node to people that want to run it, help promote the IoT network, and earn a little bit of crypto every single month doing so. It's a super cool project, and Peter has quite a background in the space as well. So, as always, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about Emirates, Peter, or Bitcoin. Enjoy. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you? Good, good. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad I got this internet figured out. Um, yeah, thanks for sending me those videos, too. Uh, the blog was pretty cool on your Team Emirates Summit. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, when did you guys film that? Uh, that was uh, just a couple weeks ago. Was that for the uh, for your cool spot or for the hardware drop? Uh, it's it's to bring all of our industry partners in uh, so that we could we could talk about how we're going to do world domination logistics around supply. I mean, it was just it was just a ton of fun just bringing everyone in to figure out how we can scale and grow together. Uh, some exciting times. Nice. We got lots of momentum and lots of demand, so we're super excited to super excited to bring our product to the to all a larger audience and a, a bigger world stage for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to talk about uh, the product and everything and what it is. So is that what Emirate is based around or is Emirate um, encompassing a number of things or tell me a little bit about it? So em- Emirate is well, our focus is growing the global wireless network, uh, the global IOT network of the future. And obviously we're using helium as our as our blockchain of choice because of the infrastructure and, and the support that they have. Uh, but we've created a very novel business model in which we have lowered the barrier to entry into crypto. And so this allows us to give our hardware product away for free and get people into crypto mining and making money immediately without actually having to know anything about crypto, which is really, really powerful. Well, what was the reason that you guys chose Helium? Was it just because of the opportunity it presents um, you know, for IoT and people to earn an incentive? Or was there another reason? No, that you're pretty much on, on, on the mark. Right? We chose Helium because of their already established 
uh, network. They've been around for almost seven years now, as well as our founder uh, started off this journey a year and a half ago by ordering 50 hotspots uh, and giving us a taste of what it was like to deploy these things across the world. And we have deep networks with IoT manufacturers, IoT vendors, uh, IoT companies. And, uh, and so for us, it made a lot of sense from not only a, a product standpoint, but it made a lot of sense from an investor standpoint. Have these things like launched, like are they out there to buy or to get a hold? Yep, yep. we've already, we've launched uh, a couple thousand already. Oh, sweet. How does one get a hold of one? Like if I want one, how do I inquire about that? You just go to emirate.io and fill out the application and you'll get one for free. Damn, that easy? It's literally that easy. Actually, uh, Brandon, if you want 10 of them, I can send you 10. If you want 100, I can send you 100. The more of, the, the more of them you get from me, the more you make. Well, okay. So is there like a benefit to me owning like 50 of them? Does it make a difference for you yeah, guys? Or because for- you have 50 that are making you, mining you money. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. I, I had the impression that they really need to be spread out, though. Or does not yes, yes, that's right. So you would get fifty, and you'd need to spread them out. You can't rack them in a like you know, uh, you can't cluster them though. Okay, let's say I get a one of those cool spots and I set it up. What what's the revenue model look like for that? You'll receive about twenty five dollars a month in HNT, and then it just connects to the internet, and you just plug it in. I assume it doesn't take up a lot of electricity either. It takes less than an LED light bulb, uh, thirty seven cents per month. I, you know, for 25 bucks a month, that actually would work in a lot of places internationally. Have you guys considered, or are you guys helping set these up internationally outside the U.S.? So for, yes, that's a big, that's a big part. Uh, actually, one of our, our biggest things that we're focusing on is, is getting this into the hands of emerging economies. And the reason is, is because to maybe us Americans and, and first world countries, uh, $25 per month might not seem like a lot, but to 50% of the world, it's life-changing money. And so we have solved universal basic income for 50% of the world, where if we can provide them one of our cool spots for free, they're now making about 25 USD per month, which for them allows them to not have to worry about the hand-to-mouth issues of the day, but allows them to be creative, allows them to build, allows them to to, to maybe even build their dreams or, or, or work and, and, and build a, a product or a service. And so uh, we have really, in my, in my opinion, we've solved the universal basic income for 50% of the planet. Um, and, it, it'll, and what we hope to do is we hope to help grow and expand opportunities within these emerging economies so that we can now have even better products and services come out into the market because people aren't worried about just getting food on the table. Have you guys actually got any of the setup outside the US yet? Like for example- We're in 13 countries oh, so far. Will they work in Latin America? Yep. Sweet, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to take some of these back with me to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have we have people in obviously all many different states here in America, Canada, uh, South America, over in Europe. We have a lot of countries in Europe that are getting online. Uh, we have a one individual who's deploying over, uh, going to be deploying about maybe 200, 300 in the UK. And so, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to help grow this network. Nice. What's the goal? So like, do you guys want to get like one of these in every home and every business? Yes. That is the goal. The goal is to, our, our vision is to create the global wireless IOT network in which, in, and, and one of the reasons behind this is, the Helium's CEO, Amir Halim, uh, about a couple of years ago at South by Southwest, he talked about uh, disrupting the telecom industry. 
And that really inspired us in a lot of ways uh, because the telecom industries are obviously large behemoths. They have a lot of centralized control. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, I don't have to talk too much about that. There's a lot of negativity around that type of idea. Um, and so we wanted to, we, we love that idea of disrupting the telecom industry, of creating a global public wireless network for all IoT devices worldwide. And uh, you might know Helium, hashtag the people's network, uh, really are being able to expand and create this global wireless network by giving it to people and not just big telecoms to disperse and distribute. And so anyone around the world, doesn't matter. I mean, we're not in all all countries just yet, but we're working hard on the logistics of making sure that we can get into some countries like Africa um, and um, some parts of Asia, obviously. Um, and there's a lot of work in, in these types of policies that we in, in legislation that we need to go through and these types of things. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd love to have a, one of our cool spots in everyone's hand, uh, thereby creating the global network for IoT. And so that anyone that's creating devices that can track uh, automation, uh, these types of things can connect to a, the global network for free uh, and not, they won't have to pay a telecom for access. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting way of going about doing it. Because I know the telecom companies, you know, they're obviously pushing 5G and that's supposed to be their solution for the whole IoT interconnectivity. And obviously 5G doesn't really have any incentive other than the fact that you already have a lot of devices that'll be able to use it. Um, actually, that's not true. You'll have to probably upgrade your devices. But in terms of it being competitive though, 5G's already got a huge leap on stuff like this, but it seems like the incentive for people to use it, you know, set up a few of these devices, make a little extra cash a month. Maybe that's enough incentive for people to really try it out. Well, and contribute. It, it, it is a, it is a, a unique and novel business model that we've created. Uh, Google created the get free model, which is get access to information for free. Uh, and then they leverage all your data so that they can get paid. Uh, what we're doing is we're taking a step, uh, step farther and we are giving you the, what we, our business model is the get free and get paid model, where we not only give you the hardware for free, but you immediately become, you get rewarded and you get paid for helping us secure and grow this global network. And so we're part of our, our business model, obviously, is we're paying for everything. We're paying for the manufacturing, the shipping, the, the, the software. Uh, as well as the platform that you guys have access to, um, as well as customer support. And so we've, we've, we're paying for all of that because our vision is to grow this global IoT network in the future. And we want to lower the barrier to entry so that people don't have to fully understand everything about crypto or Bitcoin or blockchain or digital wallets or mining or digital exchanges. Like there's this, there requires such a sophistication to, to use and leverage cryptocurrency effectively. And so we created the world's first hardware drop um, which has never been done before. Everyone's heard of an airdrop before, but we wanted to do the first hardware drop where we get our hardware into people's hands and they don't necessarily need to know anything about crypto. All they know is that they plug it in, connect it to their Wi-Fi, and then secure the network through that. And then we'll drop every month about $25 a month into their account. It, that doesn't compromise anyone's Wi-Fi, correct? I'm sure it doesn't, but like for the whole IoT and everything needing that kind of connectivity, is it connecting to someone's Wi-Fi through the device, or is it? Yes. It's connecting to someone uh, someone's Wi-Fi through the device. It's not listening. It doesn't have any of that that hardware inside of it to listen to you and to relay that stuff. Remember, the, the IoT network is a network uh, that is not not doesn't require high bandwidth. And so, what these systems do, what these hotspots do, is they merely just chirp. 
and they talk to one and talk to one another, ensuring that there's network coverage. And so it's low, very low bandwidth. Uh, you know, there's, it's just chirping now and again to make sure that things are connected and that we have coverage. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a very, very low bandwidth. Uh, and it's very cheap to run. Sweet. Well, I'm excited to get one of these and really try it out. <laughs> yeah, um, man, you should have got it last week. <laughs> you should have gone to emmer.io and, and got one for free. Crazy. It's been a crazy last couple of weeks. I'm definitely going to order one today though. This seems pretty cool. It, it, so it, it seems that you really see the, the future and innovation of IOT. So I guess for those out there that don't understand what IOT is and what it can bring for society, like what's a good like overview of that vision? Great. Well, the I, IOT stands for Internet of Things. And when it comes to the Internet of Things, there's only I, I like to summarize it. I don't want to go too deep, but I like to summarize it in three ways. Uh, the IOT network allows for anything that can be connected to be connected. And so whether you want to connect your refrigerator so that it'll, it'll t- talk to you and tell you when you're when you're low on items, whether you want to connect it to a to a, your dog or uh, to anything that can be tracked, which is number two. So if, if you want uh, your dog to be tracked or you want to have home security uh, on the go, we're working with a partner, for example, called Smart Mimic, which has created a, a, a device that you can place anywhere. And whenever there's movement around, whether you put it in your laptop bag or your car, uh, it'll, it'll tell you uh, whether it's being broken into or whether it's being handled by someone else. And so the first thing is around IoT is anything that can be connected, uh, we should connect. Uh, number two, anything that can be tracked if you, if you want to track stuff. And number three, which I think is the most important, and especially for us uh, in, the, in the first world, is automation, automation of life. And so what the IoT network can do is it can create autom- autom- automated functions within our lives so that our lives are easier and we're not doing manual tasks. One of the great examples that I like to use with friends is it kind of sounds like a movie, but we're moving to this world where when you wake up, you might have a sensor in the corner that, that notices that you wake up and immediately it sets the temperature, puts on your favorite music, it, it starts the coffee pot, right? Um, it, it loads up your computer so that you have your schedule for the day. And these are all op- opportunities for greater automation of life. And so having all of these network devices connected through the Internet of Things uh, allows us to have more quality of life where we're not spending time manually doing things, but spending time creatively building. And so that's something that I'm extremely excited about uh, when we can have all these different devices connect on a, on a LoRaWAN network or a long fine network uh, that is low bandwidth and they're constantly talking to each other and it makes your life a lot easier. Yeah, that sounds like a really exciting future. Like hopefully the robots don't take over. <laughs> like, are you, <laughs> is that a fear that you have or do you think that's naive fear? Um, one of the things that uh, I've actually been asked this question a lot, Brandon, before uh, when it comes to, you know, whether we're building Skynet. So some people say, well, if you're building the global IoT network, aren't you building Skynet and aren't you building it so that the Terminator can take over? Um, no, we're not doing that. Um, to build Skynet, you need more than just, you know, devices chirping at each other. Remember, these are low bandwidth devices. You're not going to be streaming movies through IoT just yet, for sure. Um, and so we're not we're not creating any type of Skynet. We're not creating any type of uh, machines that are going to destroy us. Um, and the, the short answer is, is that I don't think that we're going to be able to put conscious uh, consciousness into machines. And until we until we figure that out and put consciousness in these machines, then we're not going to have any issues uh, with them rising up and, and having some moral obligation to destroy us. <laughs> 
Yeah, I sure hope not. If it, it, this would be some really slow robots with that bandwidth. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. You're an interesting guy. Like, what was your background before you got into all this? Oh, uh, great question. So, I I got into Bitcoin in 2011 by reading an Ars Technica article online talking about this technology stack that had lost 70% of its value. And for me as an engineer and developer and entrepreneur, I was greatly intrigued. I mean, how could, a, a, for me, I was thinking, how could a technology stack like .NET or Java or C Sharp or Ruby or PHP, how could that lose value? It's in, you know, these are open source ideas. Um, and then I went down the hole into Bitcoin for about 30 days, I lost a couple pounds here and there because I was just so intrigued by it. And I bought my first Bitcoin in November of 2011 at $1.52. And so uh, I've been in, in crypto for almost a decade. Uh, I've built several venture funded companies and bootstrap companies in the crypto space. Um, I would say that I'm probably most famous for my 2017 um, uh, marketing campaign where I bought the world's first Lamborghini Huracan with Bitcoin. Um, about 300 million views worldwide. And so that was during a time when I was creating lots of content for the cryptocurrency space on uh, my first YouTube channel called Bite Size Bitcoin, and then on my second YouTube channel called Decentralized TV. Uh, and so I've been in the crypto space for a long time as an entrepreneur. I've been very blessed and very lucky and uh, have some a couple acquisitions under my belt. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I, I love building in the crypto space. I love the ideas of decentralization and I love how Bitcoin is fundamentally changing the dynamics of not only how we do commerce, uh, but number two, it's changing the way that we interact. We engage with each other worldwide and it's making the world a smaller place. Uh, so I, I, I just love the ideas of Bitcoin. I love the philosophies of cryptocurrency. Dude, that's awesome though. I didn't know you were one of those original Lamborghini guys that went in um, the Bitcoin. That's awesome. Like how, how did that work? Like, did they actually accept Bitcoin or do you have to find a way to exchange it? Well, over? well, you can find it on YouTube. Certainly you can find me on Yahoo Finance and CNBC, Maxim, Forbes. There's article, just type in Peter Saddington Lambo or Peter Saddington Bitcoin Lambo. Uh, you can find all the articles and all the videos and all the uh, the news news reels of me international all over the place. Uh, but long story short, um, I found a, I'm an avid car owner. I've been in, into exotic cars and racing uh, my entire life, and so for me, it wasn't uh, it was wasn't uncharacteristic for me to buy a Lamborghini. Actually, it wasn't the first one I bought for sure, uh, but I thought it was a great marketing campaign for a venture funded uh, company that I was building in the crypto space. And so I found a, a Lamborghini that was on consignment at a local deal, uh, local exotic car dealership here. And I just emailed him. I said, hey, man, would you take Bitcoin? And he said, you know, he said, hell yeah. And I think this was that um, I think Bitcoin was at five thousand or fifty five hundred dollars uh, at the time. And so we did the math and it ended up being about forty five Bitcoins. And so I sent him half of it and, you know, it took about 20 minutes to to, to verify on the blockchain. And then uh, I went to the dealership, signed a couple papers and then uh, sent him the rest of the Bitcoin. And that was it. So I basically bought a Lamborghini probably in about 15, 20 minutes or so. So before we wrap up, like what what's next for Emirate? Like, is it mostly just focused on getting this hardware dropout? Or do you guys have an end goal? Um, or are you just going to continue doing the same thing until you reach your, you know, your mission? That's a great question. Well, for everyone out there that's listening or watching, you can go to emirate.io, E-M-R-I-T.io. And one of the first links on the homepage is our business plan. And so one of the values that we have at our company is radical transparency. We want to be not only better, but we want to be significantly better 
than any other company out there in terms of our transparency of what's going on. And so if you read our business plan, you'll have a very clear picture of not only what we're doing now, but also our trajectory for the future. One example is, is that uh, is our RDP program, our regional deployment program, in which we're helping people who want to become business owners with our company. And so we'll, we will not only supply you with one cool spot, but we will supply you with hundreds, even thousands of cool spots so that you can become a self-sufficient uh, business owner, small business owner, and create a great living through it. Uh, one of the things I'm extremely excited about, and you, you guys can see that on our business plan, is our future venture builder. Uh, for me, uh, as, a, as an investor, a venture capitalist, for me, it's always, I, I, one of the things that I, I I, I thought that I was going to be doing this year is being, going to be spending most of my time deploying capital into startups and companies instead of actually being an operator and working 20 hour days. However, uh, I get to I get to live the, the VC life in that for those RDPs or regional deployment partners who are, have verified that they are going to be building businesses and they've proven that through scaling out cool spots within their region or their city, we will actually fund them. We will fund you. We will give you capital to grow your business and improve your bottom line. And so I'm extremely excited about our venture builder that will be coming up in quarter, uh, quarter one, quarter two of 2021, in which some of our RDPs will be selected where we will actually not only give them thousands of cool spots to deploy in which they're going to make a great you know bottom line and great income from but we'll also fund them and help them grow and scale their business All right. are you guys on social media facebook instagram twitter yep we are you can find us on social media on instagram emirate io you can find us on twitter emirate io and you can also follow me on twitter at agile peter Sweet. I'll get those links included in the, in the description, in the video. Peter, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it and taking the time. I'm going to order one of these uh, cool spots. I'm really, really intrigued by this. It's going to be fun. Um, man, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. All right, man. See you later. Later.